Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. You know, we've been talking about ministering to the Lord. Let's go to Acts 13. And... uh, I'm going to say some things tonight, but it's more, let me say this, this is for the family. You with me on that? It's not that no one else will benefit, they will, uh, but for the family, this local church, those connected to this local church, this fellowship, that's my focus this year, excuse me, is this fellowship, and uh Building it, uh, because you will uh, you'll find that you can get involved in things that are good things, but they're just they're just time drainers. And uh, so Acts thirteen, and notice this of course is talking about certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, Simeon. Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manion, brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And here it is, as they ministered to the Lord. That's what we did for 40 or so minutes, ministered to the Lord. Ministering to the Lord is, is generally in uh, prayer and singing, uh, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Uh, but notice, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, The Holy Ghost said, and then he said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. The Lord's been saying a lot of things lately, speaking a lot of of words, words through people that we trust. And and when I say words, I don't don't mean in the the context of of so much that's went on um, just in the past and these different things. I mean people that, that... that they're speaking things to the local church. Not about what's going on in the world and what's going on in the, in the system. Folks, that is what it is. And, and what I mean by that is, is we got a job to do regardless. And uh, the Lord said something here recently. This just really struck me. Because the Lord said this. He said this through Pastor Nancy uh, in her Phoenix healing meeting that they just had. And uh, towards the end of the last meeting, she began to say some things by the Spirit. And I felt led of the Lord to share them with you tonight. And some things that the Lord said to us last Sunday in uh, Little Rock. And she said, the ways, the Lord said through her, the ways you walked and talked in the past. And even the ways you behaved and even the ways you behaved were appropriate for past seasons. But in coming seasons, it calls for more. It calls for a higher flow. So the Lord's saying, he says, look, the way things were, the way you talked, the way you walked in the past... And the way you behave, that was appropriate for past seasons. But in coming seasons, it calls for more. And then she made this statement, it calls for a higher flow. It calls for a higher flow. We've been talking, especially on Sunday mornings, that the places God wants to take us to is going to require more progression. Right? It calls for a higher way of thinking. A higher way of thinking. A higher way of speaking. I'm I'm telling you, we're in a season right now, you can't just be saying anything. 
It's going to call for a higher way of speaking. Uh, here it is. A higher flow of believing. A higher flow of believing. Hallelujah. When I was in uh, Marietta, California in the 1st of January, I was there for the Holy Ghost meetings. And uh, uh, we were, I, I think it was Tuesday night, maybe, maybe Tuesday night or Sunday night. The first night, it was, it was the first night. And, well, the first night that Pastor Nancy ministered, it wasn't the first night. Brother Copeland had been there Friday and Saturday. But uh, I was, we were there just ministering to the Lord. And uh, I had went, went for a couple of reasons. I had went because we're part of that fellowship. And, and I had went uh, to fill up, to get full. I mean, I stay full, but I went to get overflow. I, I had a whole week I didn't have to put out. I just had to take in. And then I went to Texas and had another whole week that I didn't have to put out. I got to put in. But here's the point. Is I'm standing there, and all of a sudden I hear her voice, uh, Pastor Philip Steele. New marching orders afresh. Not new, nor, or, or, or marching orders afresh. Not new, but different. Expanding on what has been said. And she said this, just make sure that you don't look at what God's doing and say that's just, and go here and say that's just a little too far out there. That's just a little too much. And then she made this statement, just go there. Just go there. A higher flow of believing, what is that? You got to go there. This year, you got to go there. Because the flow of believing in seasons past is not going to cut it in the season we're in. That's not hard. That's challenging. But remember, for more to come. In 2020, there are people in here and people that you knew, you know, they found out that they knew how to live by faith greater than they thought they did. But what, what brought that out? What pushed the, the pressure of the, of the season? They pressed into the things of God. The Lord told me at the beginning of that, of that whole issue last year. He said there are going to be people that because of this, they're going to press into the things of God. And they're going to get stronger and things are going to be better for them. And he said, but there's going to be people that fall off. A higher flow... Of believing. Mm. So don't try to accomplish what's to come with the measure or the flow of past seasons. Hallelujah. So don't try to accomplish what's coming in the measure or the flow of past seasons. Remember what Jesus said? He said, He said that if you try to put new wine into old bottles. The old bottles will burst. Is that right? If you try to contain what God's going to do this season in the same containers of last season, you won't. And here's, here's the issue. Not, it's not that you won't receive something. It's that you will miss out on much. The goal of the church is not to miss anything. So when God starts dealing with you to press into something, I don't care what it is, here's the answer. Just go there. Just go there. Remember what we sang tonight? No matter what comes, no matter what may be, no matter what I can or cannot see, I know, I know, right? Just go there. Hallelujah. Mm. She said, past season thinking will not work in the place I'm bringing you into. It will not work. One of the greatest revelations that I have received is this, is that I was thinking too small. 
And, and I'm not just talking about the way the world talks about things. I'm saying, she said, the Lord said through her, past season thinking will not work in the place I'm bringing you into. You, you remember what Joshua told the children of Israel? They're about to cross over the, the Jordan River. And he says, look, the ark's going to move and you get in line and you move quick because you've never been this way before. Myself as a pastor, pastoring two churches, the leaders in this congregation, the leaders in Little Rock, we have pastors Mark and Angie, Angela with us tonight from uh, 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 Faith Builders Raytown. We're leading people somewhere they've never been before. And as we're seeking God and hearing from God, God's showing us where to go, what to do, how to do it, and then we're coming and we're leading us there. But no, now notice this. Past season thinking will not work in the place I'm bringing you into. You know, there's something that, that's tried to creep into the body of Christ, and it is, it is this, uh, Lord, how do I say this? It's this, not defiance, defiance is not a good word. It's uh, uh, this, uh, I talked about it a couple weeks ago in the book of Jude, where it says they're not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. Just this, this irreverent type attitude towards certain things. You know, when a man or a woman of God is saying something to you from God, and you act like it doesn't mean anything? Or God told you something, and instead of you doing what you said God told you, you're just going to go on and do your own thing? That's irreverence. And that won't work in the season you're moving into. I, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't have any more character and commitment than to really do what you said God told you to do, do yourself a favor and just don't tell anybody God told you. Because then you won't look like a liar. When you say God said, when you say God told me, you just said something. Because for anybody that loves God and has any integrity spiritually, they believe God said that to you. Hallelujah. Remember, you love me. The Lord's been good to us. Hallelujah. See, that won't work in the season we're moving into. What did God tell you? What's the plan for your life? What's the design God has for your life? He wants to expand that moving into the season we're moving into. He wants to multiply that. But it requires, remember, it requires that you walk, that you talk, that you act differently than you've acted in past seasons. The day for being here six months and there six months, here a little, there a little, bouncing around, it's over. It's over. People that bounce around do not get a move of God in their life. Because you've got to be rooted and grounded somewhere for God to move in your life. Well, I feel like God's moving me. Then you best get going. You best go find somewhere and plug in. Because you want what God's doing in your life. If this is not where God told, called you to be, bye. God bless you. I will bless you on the way out. I'll anoint you with oil. Go ahead, little lamb. Go be a blessing to someone. Now, understand why I'm saying this. Because you can't afford to wait. If this is where God called you to be, then it's time to get busy. It's time to hook up and push into everything that God wants to do. Am I helping you? Hallelujah. So, past season Speaking, the words you so easily spoke and freely spoke without thinking will be detrimental in the seasons ahead. Well, what are those words? Those are not just negative words. 
It's what I'm saying. Well, the Lord said. God told me. The Lord woke me up and spoke to me. This is what God told me to do, Pastor. Those words, if you don't watch them, they'll be detrimental to you in this season. Because we're entering into a season where God's going to hold us accountable for what we said He told us to do, and He's going to hold us accountable if we don't do it. The time is short. The days are getting shorter and shorter. Amen. The coming of the Lord is fast approaching. Amen. Tell your neighbor, we're going to get in on all of it. Notice, because it's going to call, now here's a word, for greater consecration. A good friend of mine that will be here in March, and you don't want to miss any of the meetings in March, Prophet Leonard Ford, a true prophet of God, he and his wife will be with us. And the Lord told him that 2020 was a year of consecration. Now when you think consecration, that can take on a religious tone. The Lord said it is going to call for greater consecration. Well, see, all that we're talking about is consecration. You won't be able to speak like you were speaking, act like you were acting, do what you were doing. you got to consecrate and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to change what I've been saying. It, it's, it's not just that you've been maybe saying something negative. Maybe you're not saying enough positive. Maybe you're not saying enough powerful. Maybe you're not saying enough declaring enough what God wants you to do. What is being said is however you were speaking in past seasons, you gotta, you got to move it up another level. Am I helping you tonight? Greater sanctification. Now, if you're raised in a Pentecostal denomination like I do, that can take on a very religious tone. Sanctification. Sanctification is simply a greater setting apart of yourself for the plan of God. Amen. And here, let me help you with this. And whatever you step out to do in faith, let, 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 me, let me say this. Whatever you step out to do in faith, oh, I'm glad I didn't step on somebody's foot. Praise God. You'd have yelled if I had, huh? Come on. Where's I at? Whatever you step out in faith to do, and you make a decision to do it by faith, promise, I promise you something. The challenge is going to show up in the first three months. And then you got to make a decision to stay with it. Because when you step out and do something by faith, the worst thing you can do is back off. And when you step out and say, I'm going to do this by faith, then you got to hold to it. When you step out and you say, well, I'm coming out of debt this year, don't you back off. Because there's going to be things come up. Sanctifying yourself and saying, no, I'm set apart for what God told me to do. I can't tell you how many times I've done that in the ministry. When, when things would get challenging and the enemy would say, you need to go get a job. Yeah, I know you stepped into the full-time ministry, but you don't need to go get a job. You need to be responsible. Isn't it, isn't it interesting how the most irresponsible being in the universe will tell you you need to be responsible? <laughs> the biggest fool in the universe will tell you that you're going to make a fool of yourself. My daddy would say, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? Are, are, are you with me? When, when, when you step, because that's what he's going to say. And I've, I've, I've had to say this over and over again. No, those that preach the gospel will live of the gospel. And I stepped off my job February 22nd, 1999. And I'm not going back. And I read years ago a book by Brother Hagin talking about being consecrated to the call and sold out to the call. And he said, you got to make a decision as a minister or somebody doing anything for God. Go over, go under, live, die, sink, or swim. I'm going this way. Because it's a greater sanctification. you got to sanctify your mind not to think the way that you thought. Because how many know... 
when you've got a, I, I've got a four-year-old, and y'all know her, she can get away with some things right now that when she's 14, she won't get away with. Why? I require more from her. How many are growing? How many are growing? God requires more of you. The more you grow, the more God requires of you. Well, I don't know if I like that. Then quit growing. But as long as you're growing, God's going to say, okay, now we got to have more of this. So say it out loud. Say, whatever step of faith I take, I won't back off of it. It's just, it's just the way it is. Well, God told me to do this. Then do it. Do what God said. But remember that you said God said. Right? And if a person doesn't do what they said God said, they've got two options. Say they were disobedient or they didn't hear from God. That's the only options. If you're disobedient, repent and get moving. If you didn't hear from God, repent and get moving. Join the I Missed It Club. That's what, that's what I wish ministers would do. I, I missed it. I, I, I didn't hear from God about that. Man, we'll forgive you. We'll get behind you. We believe in your ministry. Let, let's go. Let's do the things of God. But when people look at a minister or a leader or a person of God and they hear them over and over again say, God said, God said, God said, and they never do what God said. you got to sanctify yourself to do what you t- said God told you to do. Am I helping you tonight? Greater, here it is, separation. There's going to be people you got to separate from. Folks, listen, if they're not running the same way you're running, I can like them, I can appreciate them, I can be their friend, but we can't run together. There's preachers I can't run with. Well, why, Pastor? They're not in the same lane I'm in. I appreciate them. They're they're serving the kingdom, but they're not running the same way I'm running. Ask your neighbor, say, the people you're running with running the same way you're going? (laughs) Hallelujah. Might have to separate. I said I might have to separate. Why? Because that's not going to do it in the season I'm moving into. Do you see this? Uh, It was fine in the past and for past seasons. But the more I'm bringing you into calls for more from you. How many want the more? Requires more of you. Amen. It, It requires less Talking about things in a negative way between yourselves. It requires less talking about what you don't understand. The Lord told me years ago, never again say, I don't know, I don't understand, and I can't. If somebody asks me a question that I don't have the answer to, I don't say, I don't know. Because I do know. But if I sit around and talk about, I don't understand, and I can't figure out, and I don't know, and I can't, and I don't know, and I can't understand, then then I'm blind in the season that we're in. Oh, hallelujah. More sanctification, they went on, more separating, separating the flesh from the daily flow of life. Separating the flesh from the daily flow of life. You know, that doesn't mean just praying 24 hours a day. It means you're not just living in the flesh. I'm taking time to be in the Spirit. 
right? And not just pseudo-spiritual. I mean, taking time to get in the Spirit. Taking time to get in the Spirit. Brother Hagin said something one time. He said, he said uh, there are people that never get answers to their prayers. He said they never spend any time in the Spirit. You've got to spend time in the Spirit. He said one time, the Lord said something similar to us last Sunday. He said one time, he said, there are going to be people that God asks to move into a certain place in the Spirit, and it will even be moving away from the legitimate pleasures of life and giving themselves to a certain thing. Folks, listen, this, this fellowship moving forward, these churches moving forward, it, it, it is on me to be obedient to what God told me to do. But this is a team effort. This is a church effort. This is everybody on board. This is every hand at their station. This is every person praying in the same direction, talking in the same direction. This is every person putting aside their petty disagreements and their petty issues and their petty self-consciousness and saying, I want what God wants in 2021 and I'm going to see it. In the name of Jesus. In my church, in my family, in my life. Hallelujah. Stepping into a higher flow of the Spirit. Petty issues stop you from moving into the higher flow. Remember what the Song of Solomon said? Solomon wrote in the Song of Solomon, and he said, Catch ye the foxes, yes, the little foxes, because they spoil the vine. Is that right? What, let, me, let me ask you this. I'm, I'm helping you tonight. I'm just following the Spirit. I don't have a text. What is that little nagging thing that keeps trying to nag your mind? That's the little fox. That's trying to spoil your vine. And, and notice the word of the Lord said, you got to step into a higher flow of the Spirit. Our churches have to have a higher flow of the Spirit. Our lives have to have a higher flow of the Spirit. All right, when you get quiet, you got to say that. Say, say, my life needs a higher flow of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And, and what you saw a lot in 2021, people say, well, I would have never thought that person would have reacted that way. They weren't in the flow of the Spirit you thought they were in. Amen. I've, I've had people, nobody in here, but I've, I've had, well, I've had people leave, and I've had people leave my church, and if you'd have told me they were going to leave, I'd have, I'd have let you slap me. There's no way. There, 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 there was a, a, a person one time that was uh, uh, on my praise and worship team, and if you'd have told me they were going to leave my church, I'd have called you a liar. You are a liar. There's no way. They wouldn't leave my church. Two weeks later, they were gone. Now, the Lord kept me in a flow of love, kept me partially blind to it. But he helped me keep walking in love and keep moving the church in the right direction. Folks, there are churches tonight that would love to see as many people as are in this room. But hear me, they have done it to themselves because they backed off instead of pressing in. Do you understand what I'm saying? This, this, whatever is nagging, you got to get rid of that for a higher flow. I said you got to get rid of that for a higher flow. Amen. Every minister, under the sound of my voice, quit listening to the devil tell you you're unqualified. Quit listening to the devil tell you that you don't cut it. Well, are you sure that you can lead this department or pastor this church? Is the call there? Yes or no? What's that? Okay, then God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. If the call is there, 
the ability will show up. Are, are you following me? But you got to get rid of those nagging thoughts. Well, what if I fail? Yeah? What did we read today about the Hebrew boys? They stood before the king, and what King Nebuchadnezzar say? He said, uh, look, uh, I'm going to give you another chance. And what time you hear all these music instruments play, if you bow down, it'll be good for you. But if you don't, I'm going to put you in the fiery furnace. And what they say, king, king, hang on. We're not careful to answer you. It's not like religion said. They said, uh, if it be so, because remember what he said, what God will deliver you out of my hand? They said, no, no, no. If you put us in the fire, our God will deliver us out of your hand. Uh, if not, in other words, if you don't put us in the fire, we're not bowing anyway. So if you do, God will deliver us. If you don't, we're not bowing. You are going through. We are going through. Are you following me? Hallelujah. Now, let me see my time. Uh, back on uh, last Sunday, Pastor Michelle was ministering. The Lord said three things. He said it through three different vessels. He said it through her, through myself, and Brother Leonard. She was ministering, and the Lord began to speak and say, Through righteous vessels, I desire to speak. Through righteous vessels, I desire to shine forth. Through righteous vessels. Now notice, it's not saying you're not righteous. She was preaching on having a, a confidence in your righteousness. And the Lord began to say, I want to speak through you. I want to shine through you. I desire to call the, beginning, the end from the beginning. And to speak marvelous things and work mighty works through righteous vessels. Through the righteous vessels... I desire to minister of my goodness and of my favor and of my healing power and of my deliverance. He did not say through the preachers, through the ministers. He said through righteous vessels. How many righteous vessels are in here? Then God says, I desire to minister my goodness and my favor and my healing power and my deliverance through you. Exploits, exploits, exploits. I desire to stretch forth my hand to heal. Stretch forth my hand to deliver. I desire to do exploits. Then this statement was made. Will there be any who can stand and say, I know my God. I know the righteousness of God He's made me to be. I know His plan and purpose. Hallelujah. Then the Lord said, will you answer to know me, to answer the call to know me in a way that will cause boldness? When you know you're righteous, you're bold. Proverbs says the righteous are bold as a lion. All the thoughts the enemy's trying to put in your mind, it's to affect your boldness. Will you answer the drawing of my spirit to set aside things that will limit your usefulness in spiritual ways? Now, folks, he's not necessarily talking about TV or things like that. He's saying these spiritual things. Will you set them aside because they'll limit your usefulness? Hallelujah. There are things you need to decide tonight. I'm never thinking that again. And you know what one of those is? Backing off. Back, listen, if the devil can get you to back off, he will. Hallelujah. It'll limit your usefulness. Mm. Would you set aside those things and come into a greater, here's the word, consecration? And greater walking of strength and power so that I could be glorified? 
Over and over again, Jesus said, everything I do is to glorify the Father. Then he asked us this. Will you agree with me? What's he asking us to agree with him about? That we're righteous. That we want to do what you're asking us to do. Will you agree with me? Will you agree with me? Will you agree with what I've said about you? Will you? Will you agree with what God said about you? Hallelujah. The call of God on your life, God is not going to take it back. Hallelujah. So just agree with Him about it. Okay. Hallelujah. Will you agree with my plan? Say it out loud. I agree with your plan. Say it again. I agree with your plan. If you're with your spouse, look at them and say, we agree with God's plan. That's it. I agree with God's plan. Do you see this? Will you agree with my purpose? His plan and his purpose? Think about this now. Everybody in here has a purpose. Will you agree with God's purpose? I can't answer for you. Will you agree with his purpose? Will you agree, he said, with my spirit? Just lift your hand and say, Lord, I agree. agree. Say it one more time. Lord, I agree. agree. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then, we had entered into a season of prayer. And the Lord began to speak through me. And he said, because I'm calling the people that will even say, Lord... I'll take time away even from the legitimate pleasures of life and I'll consecrate myself on another level. I'll consecrate myself to your plan and your desire on another level. I'll be the one that will see myself as righteous and intercede for those that are lost. I'll be the one to see myself as righteous and I'll intercede and stand in the gap and I will ignite the fuse of the Holy Spirit in various situations because of my commitment to what you've asked me to do. And so the Lord says that there will be those that will enlist in that group and the result will be great things. Yes, in their lives, but great things in the church, great things in the kingdom, great things in the ministry of the Lord Jesus. Everybody in here has something to do in the ministry of the Lord Jesus. It's not just Philip and Michelle's ministry. It's not just your ministry. It's the ministry of the Lord Jesus. You'll talk to people and say, what about my ministry? What about his ministry? It's all about his ministry. What, what, What we get to do for him. Because of a willingness to consecrate and say... I'll withdraw from this and give time to you in this. Oh, and you'll see great things. You'll see great things. You following me? What a wonderful time we live in. Then the third part of this was I was dismissing and I just felt like Brother Leonard had something. And he came and he said, in this consecration... Be mindful to do more than just research. Read and study and acquire an accumulation of knowledge. Purpose to spend time in meditation. As I bring sin and you discover information. So for meditation, your time of meditation will produce a revelation. And that revelation is for the purpose of application in your life. See, as you're consecrating and meditating, the revelation for what you need shows up. And you know how to apply it. Because what we're moving into, in, well, in the body of Christ, I believe, but especially for our churches, is back into that area of being spiritual people. 
for the last 30 years, the church by and large has moved away from being spiritual people. Because we're, after all, we're just not going to come to church and just minister to the Lord for an hour. I mean, people got things to do. There's soccer games to play. There's stuff we got to do. Who cares if our children ever see the moving of the Holy Spirit? And so mom and dad are struggling with what to do and how to do it. And, and they're so busy just involved in things that aren't even sin. But I got to go here and I got to go here and I got to do this and I got to do that. And I got to get everybody involved in everything. And churches quit having church on Wednesday night and Sunday night. And prayer meeting, my Lord, we don't have time for prayer meeting. People got such busy lives. Amen. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, I, I want to do this and I want to do that. Well, do, do this. Start showing up to church more than once a week. That's a start. You want to be used in a certain thing, show up and be faithful. Quit letting everything else stop you from doing what God wants you to do. Because this, this is that consecration. And that revelation and is for the purpose of application and for some proclamation with that gift on their life. And from the application and the proclamation, there will be many manifestations. But in the midst of it will come a greater revelation of me. Hallelujah. And who I am. Remember, you are in Christ and Christ is in you. Be mindful that you're in the kingdom and the kingdom's in you. I said in Daniel eleven thirty two, 32, they that know their God will be strong and do exploits. It's time to strengthen and establish yourself in me. Be established in the revelation of who I am in you and who you are in me. Know your position in me, hear this, but be mindful of my position in you. For Christ in you was the hope of glory and still is. You are not only in Christ, you're seated in Christ. Be mindful of your position and operate in that position in Christ. It will all come from your personal consecration. Hallelujah. Set your eyes on me. Turn your ear to my voice. And I'll show you how to walk in the, into the most magnificent time of manifestation. And proclamation. And sharing of my gospel. And sharing of my kingdom. And not only receiving but doing. For I told you that you're blessed to be a blessing. And this is your time to be the greatest blessing you've ever been. And remember, I told you a few months ago, and it was in September, I told you a few months ago that things, that for this house, things would begin in the month of March, tomorrow. You are at the door, so press in, press in, don't allow March to be an end, let it be the beginning. The launching forth. Raise your expectation. Raise your expectation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes a minute and raise your expectation. Raise your expectation. Oh, raise it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And watch as you testify and participate in great manifestations. Manifestations of my glory, of my purpose, and of my will. This is what the Lord's saying to us. Hallelujah. And uh, all those little things, and you say, well, this is not a little thing. 
But big or little, it's, a, it's designed to distract. You have to purpose tonight. In the next very few minutes that we're going to take, you have to purpose, I'm going after it. I'm going to do what God not just wants me to do, I'm going to do all that is before me. Amen. God will, God will give you people that you follow their faith. Let, let me finish with this. Years ago, I heard a man say this. He said, you are the average of the five people you're around the most. Well, think about that. Think about that. Who are the disciples always around? Jesus. And uh, you remember the story. They were in the boat and, and rowing, and Jesus came walking on the water. Or uh, actually, they were in the middle of the storm. Jesus was in the back of the boat asleep. They had to go wake him up. And they woke him up saying, don't you care that we're dying? And you remember the story. Jesus stood up and said, whew, boys, I'm glad you woke me up. I mean, we could have drowned. I don't even know how to swim. Oh, th that's not your, that's not the one? No. No, 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 no. He asked him two questions, didn't he? When he calmed the, the told the wind to hush and calmed the sea, he asked him two questions. Why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? I love it when I hear preachers talk about how Jesus would never talk harsh to anybody. Baloney. Now, now why? He was not content to leave them at the level of faith they were at. He was always trying to bring people up to his level of faith. You're the average of the five people you hang around the most. That's, that's natural and spiritual. If the people that are hanging around you that you're helping spiritually, if they're not getting stronger in Christ and stronger in God, there's something wrong there. If their average is going down, it's the same way with me. If my average is not where it needs to be, I need to investigate who's speaking into my life. When Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, he made the statement. In, in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, he said, have the God kind of faith. He's setting the bar for the kind of faith you're supposed to have. God's kind of faith. Is that right? When Peter was walking on the water and he began to sink, remember Jesus reached down and grabbed him, walked him back to the boat, he didn't even wait till he got him back to the boat. What's your problem that you have such little faith? I walked on the water. Don't I get something? Why? I want to bring you up to this level. God wants to bring us to this level. Amen. And God will bring people into your life that put the pressure on you to believe bigger than you think you can. And if you won't get upset with them, you'll go somewhere. Amen. Amen. I was talking to my staff not too long ago, and I made the statement. I said, you know, God will bring people into your life. I remember sitting in the minister's conference many, well, I say many years ago, four or five years ago now. And Jesse Duplantis was ministering, and he made a statement. He was then believing for a, 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 a Falcon 50. And he made the statement that he was believing for this jet. And he said, he wasn't taking an offering. He was just telling what the Lord said. And he said, it's going to be, he said, I think it was somewhere near 50 million, 53 million. You could audibly hear the air leave the room. It was just a, huh. Well, now, I'm not putting anybody on blast. I'm not saying anything about them. 
But then he made a statement. He said, but here's the thing. God didn't ask me to pay for it. He just asked me to believe for it. When you look at what we have to do in the ministry, and, and hundreds of, multiplied thousands of dollars that have to go out every month. Hundreds of thousands every year. But God hooked us up with people that were following their faith that believe for millions every month. Why? To bring our average up. Don't ever listen to anybody that's not doing it as good or better than you. Let me try this side. Right? If you want to know how to have a good marriage, don't go talk to somebody who's been married two years. Talk to somebody who's been married 50 and that have a good marriage, that are not just roommates. Hanging out, marking time. <laughs> are you following me? Uh, some months ago, uh, I was at lunch with my pastor and we were talking about some different things. And uh, they were uh, having to purchase a new transponder for the television stations. And uh, because the signal has to be sent to the antenna and bounced off the antenna, sent to the cable company, you've got to have a transponder. Well, they're not cheap. Several million dollars. And he made this statement. He said he was talking to his staff and the general manager. And, and he's made this statement publicly, so I'm not saying anything that is private. But he made the statement. He said, uh, we were talking about different things. He said, finally, I just looked at him and I said, no, we're just going to do what we've always done. We're just going to believe God. I can't tell you what that did for my faith. That is millions of dollars that he doesn't have. Ha, ha, ha. Amen. But we just got word the other day, it's close. That builds my faith. That, see, that brings my average up. Husbands and wives, you need to be bringing the average of your spouse up. Are you following me? That's your faith buddy. That's your believing buddy. You understand? You're pressing each other, you're pushing each other forward. This is what God has asked us to do. And we have a strict no whining policy about what God asked us to do. We don't whine about people or problems or issues or what we've got to do. We just got to do it. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We saddle up and get it done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One time they buried a Texas Ranger and they said, what do you want on your tombstone? He said, this is what I want on my tombstone. You can't stop a man that knows he's right and just keeps coming. Man, that blessed me. I know I'm right. Amen. And the enemy will try to tell you things and talk to you. And here's what you need to do. You just need to take your fiercest stance and say, bring it on, big boy. And bring a lunch. Because it's going to be an all-day job. Amen. And it might run over into dinner time. Hallelujah. Unless you need a break, it might go all night. I'm, I'm telling you how you got to do it. The Bible says, and I'm going to try to finish with this. The Bible says, Jude said, I wrote you and told you that you need to earnestly contend for the faith. Earnestly contend. Now what God has asked you to do is vital. What God's asked our fellowship to do is vital. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. And we're at this place, this starting block place. 
Not starting over. I'm saying these are things God's telling us that we got to press into. Hallelujah. And we're going to do it. We're going to do it. You know, more than once in my tenure here as a pastor, multiple times, multitudes of times, I've laid hands on people. People have consecrated themselves. Here, here's the thing. I'm not going to lay hands on anybody tonight. This is something that you got to decide on the inside of you. Hallelujah. I got to decide right now. I'm not backing up. And what God is dealing with you about, listen, oh Lord, I know I need to quit, but listen to me. That nudge that you're feeling, you got to keep listening to that. But don't just jump and make a decision. Because that spiritual nudge that you're feeling means a change is coming. If you'll hold on, God will bless you where you're at. And He'll show you favor where you're at. And He'll prepare you for where you're going. And you know where you're going is not necessarily, and in all probability, not away from here. It's an expansion of what you do here. In this fellowship. I, I am so done with people coming and saying, well, you know, I'm here for now. If that's your attitude, you probably just need to go find another ministry because this is not rent-a-preacher. My pulpit is not where you can try out your greatest revelation. If, if your desire is not to grow these churches in this fellowship, you're in the wrong place. You're just in the wrong place. Because these are life relationships. Well, I want to come learn faith from you. Well, that's, that's kind of like prostituting the anointing. I want to come learn what you got and then just go off on my own way. I never left my pastor. And he'll tell you that. The, the man of God that we were under, I didn't leave. I sat in his office with tears. And said, this is what God's asking me to do. And I don't understand it and I don't want to do it. And he sat with tears and said, I know, but the Lord has spoke to me that that's what you got to do. And he stood in this pulpit on numerous occasions and said, Philip and Michelle, Michelle never left. They were called away. God gives life relationships. Everybody in here is a part of this body. Every minister in here is called to expand what God wants to do in this fellowship. And your part may get more prominent. It may stay with what it is. But here's the thing. When they needed a prophet of the Lord, they said, is there a prophet of God that we may inquire of the Lord by? And they said, there is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, that poured water on the hands of Elijah. What if the only thing they ever said about you was you served your pastor? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that they that keep the fig tree honors their master and God will bless them. What you're doing in the local church is the most important thing you could ever do. Even if you go somewhere and get a ministry, and put your name tag on it, it is not more important than what you're doing here. And if you go to another ministry, or you go somewhere and put your tag on it, and it's not what God wants you to do, you will fail. Because it's not where God told you to be. It takes a higher level of consecration. God's going to bring more anointed people. God's going to bring more anointed ministers. God's going to bring more anointed pastors. God's going to bring people that can preach better than me. God's going to bring people that can preach better than you. God's going to bring people that are better looking than you and me. God's going to bring people that know more than we know. we got to get our house in order. Because if, if you're having problems now, when this thing starts... And it's starting. We got to be ready. I'm ready. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's stand up tonight, shall we?
Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Because the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. That just simply means He's not going to take them back. He's not going to take them back. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.